Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 161, recorded on September 25th, 2020, where John and Jason talk with Christopher Finland, Principal Program Manager for Power BI at Microsoft, about the news from Microsoft Ignite, including the Power Automate actions for Power BI, Premium Gen 2, and my personal favorite, Premium Per User. Jason, good to see you. It's been ages. I know, John. This is uh, It's almost like it was Ignite Week or something, even though you know, we're not together together. We're remotely together. We've been together a lot. So Yeah, I, I got to pin your video image, I think, up in the corner just for convenience sake. Oh, I, I have yours on my dartboard. Have you not seen it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice, it's nice, nice, there. nice. Yes, yes. I thought, I thought maybe. But we've got another, we've got a guest with us today again. I'm wildly excited about this. We've been planning and plotting for quite a while because this is a set of announcements that came out at Ignite that we're uh, we're going to talk with this gentleman about. I'm curious to know, I have not asked the question yet. We've been talking for just a little bit because this is a friend of ours, but I have not asked the question. I know we have Mr. Chris Finland with us. Do we have Paginated Report Bear with us as well, Chris? Oh, I don't know. You know, you should have mentioned something because Paginated Report Bear is in theory at lunch between classes in his homeschooling (laughs) right now. I would have had, I would have invited him to this chat because he's not that far from here. I think he's just in the other room. Uh, No, he's not with us today. He will be there tomorrow. He will be there. Well, sorry, I don't know when you're airing this, but he'll be there with me with Adam and Patrick because I've promised this now like 18 times. But yes. This is going to drop after that. But for those who are just listening, Definitely, as we've told you, we told you on the last uh, episode of the podcast, go out to Guy in a Cube and go out and watch the uh, Saturday live stream, which is going to be Saturday. Let's see, this is September 26th. It'll be recorded, yeah. It's recorded. Go catch uh, that because it's always fun to see what comes out in the chat as well, which I believe is all a part of it. But we have you today. You do. You do. We got got the jump on them. You did. Yes, you did. And it, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be waking up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday to do that. Yeah, uh, for it's me, very it's exciting. 9 a.m., but it still yeah. feels Yeah, I know. Like I, I understand for it's convenient for everybody but me. But no, for me, I'm it's like coffee break. Me. I want to be sleeping still. <laughs> 9 o'clock? Like, fine. Like, I, I, I'm up by 9. Like, I, if it was 8.30, no problem. But anyway. Saturday's my, my rest day. I, I get to sleep in. Sunday, right. I get up and make breakfast for the kids and all, but my wife lets me sleep in on Saturday, so I get to catch up on all of the, the other things on Sunday. But Chris, it's great to have you here again. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Yeah, you have so many things that have been uh, popping in the news lately. Yeah, you've been You're... like busy or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have been. I have been busy. It's been it's been a fun busy, but it's been busy. I knew this week was going to be one. I, this week I've been looking forward to a long, long time, long time. <laughs> we're we're going to dive into all of those great things, and we're going to talk all about premium per user and all of those things. But before we do, we wanted to chat with you about a couple of things that you talked that you had posted out earlier in the month because there's lots of great stuff around this as well. First thing we wanted to chat about was the Power Automate actions uh, for exporting Power BI and paginated reports being available now. Yep. The Power Automate action was an interesting one where, as you saw in the Ignite announcements, uh, Kim and team had been working on this Power Automate visual with that team for quite some time. 
And this was really a one of the ways that our team operates is we obviously have very large features that we're working on, but we try and find smaller work items. And by small, the engineering manager will hear this and say, there is no small work item. How dare you, you stupid PM. But we try to find these more opportunistic things we can go do in parallel with that. And this was one of these things where for a long, long time, Yes, the export APIs were there, and yes, Chris Webb had a three-week blog post series over 27 parts to try and make the thing work, and it was was not very simple to go do. And so I said, let's just make a simple PowerEye to automate action here to go do this for both Pagina Rewards and Power BI reports. I didn't even realize at the time when we went to start that, that it actually would affect how the licensing, the licensing you needed to take advantage of that yes. from our automate perspective. So that was a very, very nice side benefit of this. But we, the devs took care of it. I mean, it was actually not, you know, it didn't take a ton of time to get through it first off. We went and we, we did a bug bash just to see, hey, how does it work? And at, at that point, the actions were still combined. So it was just export to a Power BI report, and it could be either one. It was so confusing. It was so confusing. So confusing because of the different different things you could do with different reports. It's just like, hey, let, why don't we just go break these out? So we went and yep. broke them out. So that's why it took a little bit longer than we expected. But we broke them out. You're going to see. Actually, I just got a mail last uh, last night where we were finalizing. We're putting a bunch of templates out there for the Pageant Reports one. Nice. So you'll have some great starting items there for Pageant Reports. And you'll have this ability to go and just say, hey, I want to go push my stuff right to a SharePoint folder. I want to do a data-driven subscription uh, and push it to different things. I mean, some of them are actually variations on the stuff you had done, John. So again, we're very excited about that. It was very, very popular. And I was actually, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but a lot of people were like, hey, does this also work for Azure Logic Apps? It does. The templates are there for that as well. So, you know, it was very exciting. And Another thing that I can make a little bit of news here, because I don't know when this will drop, but um, we're going to be going to GA with the uh, export API for paginate reports, at least. So, oh, excellent. Be, yeah, so we're going to be going to GA there. Uh, should be announced here in the next you know, week or so uh, from the date we're recording this. But we've been treating that essentially as GA to now. Um, the Power Automate action itself doesn't actually get marked as GA for some internal reasons that I can't get into here. But the, the API itself will be there. And if you think about that, you know, I don't know where you guys want to pivot to next, but tying it into the Premium Gen 2 announcement, I think it really make. I mean, we're talking about a story kind of coming together here that's really, really quite exciting. Well, yeah, and the, the Premium Gen 2 announcement, but uh, also the Power Automate visual yes. in the reports too. I mean, the fact that you could filter and push data down and then have that drive a, a printed report through paginated or otherwise – I think that's killer too. So yeah, I mean, I mean you're coming out in a few ways. I mean, you have, you've opened up all these scenarios. I mean, one of the things, and you know, for better or worse, one of the reasons people use Pagina reports. And man, that blog post that I did saying, "Yep, you can un- export unlimited amounts of data if you want." Guess what people do? They export unlimited <laughs> amounts of data. Or at least they try to. At least they try to. And what they find, I mean, we're we're actually just about finalizing some improvements in this area where we're just optimizing, especially in the context of Premium Gen two. You know, they're trying to push out a lot of data and oftentimes they'll get into memory issues or they're, you know, they're just trying to to do too much in the context of their capacity. With Power Automate Action, you can go and chunk that up. You can very easily mm-hmm. loop through and do 100,000 rows at a time or something like that. And, you know, it's happening asynchronously. You just go and do that 10 times and you got your million rows. You get them all together for your Power BI report or whatever you're doing. It's pretty nice. It opens up so many things. I mean, I'm thrilled. It, it just, I was just playing oh, with yeah. it the other night and it was just like, oh my God, that took me five minutes. I mean, it really was five minutes to wow. It was so, so easy. 
So it was great. Oh yeah, and and even with the current capacity, I mean, if you use an A capacity, we did that at Ignite last year. Remember, we had that, yes. that demo where we yep. used Power Automate to actually yep. to actually spin up the SKU for an hour because you're getting billed hourly out of Azure. Use that to call into paginated reports, do your business, then shut her down, and then you've got your reports exported. In this case, I, th- I think we, I don't remember if we spin them out to a SharePoint library. I think we did. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah I think you spin did. Spin them out to a SharePoint library. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, why would you turn that capacity off? Just leave that baby running. Nice. <laughs> it, just, it makes it so much better. Just leave that baby on. Well, because, you don't have to worry because, about that pesky on off. Because paginated reports need an A4 SKU to run, and that oh, gets expensive. Oh, oh, John, and, uh, if you, only. Hang on, hang on, hang on, John. <laughs> I thought I heard Chris say something. This No, it wasn't Chris, actually. It was paginated report there on Twitter. It yes, was, it yes. was something that he reported on at Ignite about uh-huh. it's going to be available. Pache reports are now available. Is it now available? Chris? It's not It's not now. It's in the context okay. of, I mean, if you think about the Gen 2 stuff that's yeah. rolling out here, it's going to be coming out here over the next few months. So, you know, you'll see the EM SKUs light up first and then the A SKUs. And I think the A SKUs are where, you know, obviously the majority of people are very, very interested. But tying that back to the export API, if you think about the canonical use cases of SSRS. Obviously, there's the enterprise BI scenario or the, you know, someone running SSRS standard under their desk and doing it for a department or something like that. (laughs) But if you're talking about the majority of use cases I hear about, or at least, you know, half or more, are ISVs. They're using this in the context of an application where you may never see SSRS or the SSRS portal, anything like that. All they want, and I've said, you know, people just, I just need an API. Like, that's what I need, dude. Like, I just yep. need an API. And he actually called me dude. And <laughs> he was pretty angry at this point like in the conversation. Well, I mean, this was a few years ago. We hadn't even gone to preview yet. And these guys are just looking at me like, why don't you have this and this? That's all we need. And when you tie that together with the ASQ story yep. and the fact, and again, I think a lot of people think like, you know, Microsoft was being greedy. How dare they not put paginated reports all the way down to an A1? when we first released. And we just couldn't. Like, I'm telling you, the technology and the way the premium infrastructure worked, we couldn't do it. It was not possible to do with that. We had to rebuild premium to go do that. And, you know, I will often bump heads with my good friend Amir Nets on things behind the <laughs> scenes. I think we're both passionate people and we have very specific points of view, and, but we're all, we're all trying to get to the same thing. Without premium, I mean, premium gen two, I don't think people quite understand what a big deal this is in terms of how it's managing the different workloads, how it's handling these types of scenarios, allowing you to have this type of scale, you know, the auto scale features that were discussed. If you think about something like paginated reports, that workload is very spiky. I mean, you're often going to have these huge bursts. I mean, I know of customers that use this like their billing statements. You're talking about like half a million things that have to happen in like a three-day window. Guess mm. what? That's something that's very difficult on-prem to go and manage and use. But when you're talking about an API, an export API in conjunction with an A SKU, or, you know, you, I know people don't like talking about the EM SKUs, but you're talking about that. I like that makes perfect sense. And so... We went and did these things at, at, at Ignite as well, these Azure VMs where you have SSRS running on them. Yeah. Again, because for a lot of people, that's the fastest route to the cloud. They can literally just lift and shift their workloads. And that's a perfectly acceptable thing to go do if you want to do that. But what you're not getting with that is this exact use case that people have been screaming for, which is, I just need an API 
to call my RDL against, to render it in XYZ format because I'm using an Azure SQL DB with my application and that's all I need. And guess what? Now you could do that. And for all these people who are buying, you know, who are using RS standard, this is a very, very attractive way to suddenly go and marry these things together. And it's super simple to get started with. This episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using Tigraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try Tigraph today. Sign up for a free trial at tigraph.com. And I think it's worthwhile diving into for a few minutes. I mean, what's... Because I don't think everybody understands. Okay, we got a new generation of premium. Great. But it's fundamentally different under the hood. I mean, it, I'm, I'm going to have to stop calling this stuff dedicated capacity now. And it took me a while to get my head around what the different architecture. But I, I wonder if you could explain a little bit about the difference between Gen 1 and Gen 2 and, and why that opens this up for you. So. How about I meet you halfway? I can talk about the difference as it relates to paginated reports. I don't want to say something out of school here that I'm that I because I you know I'm Fair told off, I'm told often I'm a PM and I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> the devs tell me that basically every day, or at least one dev does. Luckily, he's a friend. But <laughs> in the context of paginated reports. Paginated Reports is running in its own node, and it's using container pooling to serve the sessions. So you're getting a per-session or per-user container each time you go and render a report. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to this all being shared in the context of the capacity, the memory is being handled. Physical. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's being handled very differently. And Mm -hmm. so from a security perspective, from a performance perspective, from a scalability perspective, it's just a night and day difference. And again, this isn't to say that premium as it existed today was bad. I mean, I right. as we were having all these conversations, I'm like, yeah, this is like new Tide. It's like Tide is good. Now Tide is better. Like, that's, <laughs> that's all it is. And at this, I mean, it, but it, you're getting all these incredible benefits with this. And again, premium today, great product. It's been made you know, that much better. And it's really a huge step forward because it allows you to do these types of things in the yeah. context of premium per user and with these large workloads with auto scale and with this performance moves, you're running on much better, you're running on faster hardware. Like it's, it's really, really, a, it, you know, it took a long time to go rebuild this. And people are like, what are you guys doing there in Redmond? Aren't you listening? <laughs> yes. I assure you I was listening because at least once a week, I would get a nasty message or something in one of my inboxes saying, you know, how dare you lock out us little guys in the context. So there's nothing I wanted to do more than make this product widely available. I assure you. I think it was more of, hey, look, we needed to have, we needed to be able to show that we could handle this from a technical perspective and that there was the business demand out there. Well, that's been very clear for quite some time to everybody that the demand is out there. But from a technical perspective, it was just a lot of work. And, we're, you know, that's all coming together now in a way that's, it is very exciting. I mean, this has been one of my, my most exciting weeks in the context of Power BI. And I think people really, like, it's just a fundamental shift in terms of how mm-hmm. we go and manage this architecture. I equate it to the journey that Azure's been on, right? At the beginning, Azure being IaaS and everybody yeah. was putting all their all their yep. servers, running all their servers. And now the that's not how you first think about Azure. You start thinking about the platform as a service things and you just consume the pieces that you need. So I, it's that journey that you guys had to go on. And what we had before was great, but what we're getting now, because I'm, you know, it's it's now and coming, 
-hmm. is even that just that much better. And you know, when when I look at it, the the boxes that were on the screen during Ignite, it's like it's an undersell on just how amazing all this stuff is. And people are going to figure this out over the course of the next three, six, nine, and twelve months. And you're going to see that rocket ship go inside of organizations taking advantage of all of these great things. I because hey, sixteen percent performance—that's just a number. It, that's a lot. I'm well, sorry. sixteen times. Sixteen, 16 times. Sixteen times. Sixteen times. Did I say it wrong? I said that. You said percent. That would be a Thank lot you. less. I, that's okay. I, yes. Factor. Whatever. I don't do math. That's why I do BI. All of this stuff. And and I want to recap what you said. It's not. And I was going to do a reverse LeBron James. Not A four anymore. Not A three anymore. Not A two anymore. Oh, I see. All the way down to A one. A one. All of this stuff is of you know for paginated reports available across all of the A, all of the EM SKU is coming because of premium Gen 2. That's yes. really huge. And yes. you didn't stop there, but wait, there's more. But right? wait, there's more. The, I was so excited for the, the announcements around premium per user. And I honestly think even with great job you did with the post, it still was undersold. I said this, <laughs> I said it on everything that mm-hmm. we've done thus far this week. This is such a massive announcement. About it really all, is. Like, We've been hearing, and you know, we we obviously are big user voice fans. Excuse me, ideas.powerbi.com fans. Yeah, and we talk about it on on the show all the time. The ask. It feels like were, there's a story there about your feelings about the new ideas site, but I'm not going to go there. I think we've okay, we've articulated fine. those okay. fairly well. I'm, okay, I'm fine. going to leave it be, it be. But my my point is is that the big ask that I have seen one of them other than dark mode is the, you know, getting paginated reports on a per user basis. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's been there for years now. And 5,000 votes somewhere on there. It, it's, uh, it's I think in- it was, I think I saw it this morning because I was asked to update the status and I said, technically it hasn't been solved because premium per user is still premium, but I'll update the status anyway. <laughs> True. It was like 6,500. Uh, but yes, awesome. wow. so obviously yeah. a lot of people care about this topic. And now it is coming to us where we get this ability on a per user basis and it, it's approachable. It becomes something that you don't have to have well, a, we a ass- we, we, or an A4 in order to be able to do. And you've done all this other work and now you have the ability to get to it on a per user basis. It's well, really, really. We cool. assume it's approachable. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, he's in such a good mood. I was trying. Yeah, to no, well, that's gone. So no, no, thanks, I think, Jeff. I, th- I, th- I think we need to address address the the, the skew first. But yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead, John. You yeah, poke. John. Do you have something you to say? The, I mean, the, the literal bear. You're yeah, you're poking. You're poking at it. Okay, but but how does it work? First of all, so it's it's per user, and it used to be you'd buy the capacity for the whole organization. Now the new the new architecture means. We don't, it's all kind of virtual. So what do you do for any given user? Do you spin up a container with a whole, you know, like P3 sort of thing in it? Or how's that all fly? How does, how does that work? What's the isolation story there? Um, well, the isolation story, the, the isolation story there is literally the same thing as it is in the context of the rest of Premium Gen 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you're, you're, I mean, effectively you're getting a capacity under the covers, but as far as you're concerned, it's not capacity. We literally that all that complexity and all that management, all that is hidden from you. We right. take care of all that. That's one of the things. So I see some of these people who are talking about this and you know they seem convinced that we're going to price this thing at like $100 a user a month or some crazy thing. Like It doesn't really feel like it addresses the market 
in terms of uh, what you need to do with this to try and widen. When you're talking about, hey, you're going to be available, like all the features now effectively will be available down at A1, EM1. You're talking about people have the option of using SQL Server still. Like there's not as much price flexibility as you might think here in terms of (laughs) where you could go and kind of land this thing. But in in all seriousness, you know, you're effectively getting that on a per user basis. And one of the things with this, and there were some people who, you know, this was one of the first questions that people asked is like, yes, you do need the same license for people to go and leverage, you know, it's premium. It works just like pro. It's like you want to use a named user license and get all of these features. Okay. Everybody needs to be, a consumer and a creator. And I think that's an important point when you're thinking about, oh, you know, what's this price point? If you have to have the same price for all of these people, it's very unlikely that you're going to have it in some sort of crazy configuration that I've seen some of these people come up with. Where I, I, I seriously don't know where some of these people are getting these numbers. Like, it, it will not be $100 a user month. I will, I will go on the record. Isn't the, oh, that's awesome. We, we, we've got a range. range though. Isn't, that, isn't what's your that? nearest competitor somewhere in that range of a per user license, though? So who do you think the so you're saying Tableau is our nearest competitor? Is that your argument? <laughs> well, I mean, so but I think this is an important point. If you're talking about premium per user or premium or any of these things, you're talking about now the marriage of self-service BI and enterprise BI. Exactly. Yes. And and I think that this is an important nuance. Now again, I will make the argument, and not everybody wants to hear this argument. SSRS is used very heavily in a line of business scenario. Mm-hmm. But you may not consider that self-service BI, but it's used effectively by those people. Like I used it when I used to do, when I was a business analyst, I would use it to solve certain business needs. And again, I took care of everything, but it was for a small group of people. When you're talking about the entire spectrum of people you have to go look at here, I mean, there's a lot of players. I mean, you could make the argument that SQL Server Analysis Service and Reporting Service don't really compete with Tableau, rather they compete with SAP or Oracle or some of these some of these vendors. MicroStrategy. It's a very different, but I, I don't say that from the perspective of, oh, that means the price point is going to be some sort of enterprisey price point. No, I mean it is. It's a very different thing when you say, oh, you know, Tableau is your nearest competitor. It's like, well, maybe, but you could argue that in this in the context of this space, it's a different audience because a lot of the things I hear is like, oh, I'm trying to use uh, SAP business objects and I'm looking to move to Power BI and do XYZ with Paginate Reports and Power BI. I'm looking, to, I'm using MicroStrategy, I'm using Hyperion. And again, you know, these are all, I'm going to say it, they're all good products. It's just that I think of Power BI with this, we're now kind of addressing this range of opportunities here. And again, it's not, you know, there's always people who are going to say, oh, you know, this is a money grab or this is, I assure you it is not meant to be that. On the contrary, it's been designed very specifically to fill a space. Because one of the things, and I even alluded to this in the blog comments, the issue is, is that, you know, when we started this effort, you have to think about all the different people you have to get involved to go talk to and, and kind of bring, wrangle these things together. You know, Power BI is a very successful business. Mm-hmm. Power BI does a lot of things very, very well, and it's very successful in the marketplace. Nobody wants to screw that up, but there's clearly an area where we're not addressing where we should be that everybody agreed on. So how do we go and address that? And a number of things were considered. You know, I've heard people talk about these, this idea of small premium. That was considered. You know, and, and by the way, that's not, you know, that could happen in the future. I don't have, like, I can say that I don't mm-hmm. have any direct knowledge of that happening in the future, but I, I can say that, you know, that, ha- that has been talked about, you know, here and there. But it's this idea. off the table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think anything's off the table. I think somebody even said on Twitter, like, hey, you know, Power BI team listens to their customers. 
We don't. Oh, yes. Yes. And again, you know, it may not happen in the time frame that everybody's happy with. Like everybody wants stuff yesterday. Everybody wants it now, or they think we aren't li- like, I trust me, we're, we're listening. Like I read all of this and I take it very personally that I like part of the issue I had with this is I was so emotionally involved because I felt like I was carrying the weight of the community on my shoulders to get this done. So I would get into these heated discussions where I'm advocating fiercely and people are like, why do you care so much? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm putting myself in their shoes and I've had to live with this for two years. So we need to figure out a way to get this done. Let's get it done. And I referenced somebody on Twitter, this guy named Hayden Richardson, who's not going to take nearly the amount of credit that he deserves for this, but he is one of my favorite people in the Power BI organization. He's been with Microsoft a long, long time. He's incredibly smart. He's also, you know, a very steady hand. He knows how to kind of navigate these things and talk these things through. And, he, you know, working with him on this and uh, kind of helping getting this going at the beginning, getting the right players in place and working through some of the different departments we did. Like, it was a huge, huge help. And again, there's obviously a lot of people who've been involved with this. You know, I'm out there as the person like, yeah, I've been working on this for a while. I haven't built any of it. This is all Yitzhak and his team who had to build this infrastructure. So in terms of the heavy lifting, they're the ones literally doing the heavy lifting. But you talk about, you know, just trying to see this through. It was something where it's like, look, we need to fill this space and make sure it also at the same time doesn't disrupt what we're doing in these other spaces. Mm. That's very hard to do, believe it or not, when mm. you're talking about a business that's very successful. Because what's one thing you don't really want to do when you're successful? Screw, Screw things it. up. Screw, Screw it up. Foot. Yeah. So, right. So this was the whole point. So we had to so this has to be designed in a way that it still makes sense for people to buy premium capacity and pro still has a place, but this fits into that space when you're talking about a smaller organization or a department purchasing something in a larger organization, that it's a reasonable way to go and make these features available to those folks. So yes, you need to have the same license for all the people, but I, you know, I will stand in front of any audience and say, I am perfectly comfortable with that. I'm going to take this back to my, to my rack space days. One of the things that we did was we would build things at large scale and then try and figure out how do you bring that down to the mom and pop? How do you bring that to the smallest customers who are only doing things in ones and twos? And, you know, and this brings that power, you know, what you what you guys have done and brings all of the power of power BI in the, in the premium capacity to the individual user where you only are going to have one to five people. And I keep hearing from people, it's like, oh, well, we, we, we're, we can't afford it. Like, you haven't heard a price point yet. How are you thinking that you have any idea, number one, that you can't afford it? Like, well, we pinch pennies on everything. And my, I keep coming back to them saying, okay, I understand you, you're on a shoestring budget, but maybe you're prioritizing the wrong things. If you think that data is important to your organization, let me tell you, it is let's just assume that maybe you should look to afford this and figure out how do I pay for something? And it's not going to be the $5,000 a month that we were looking at before, but instead it's on a per user basis. And one of the things I really enjoyed about the live stream that we did with Adam and Patrick, we had uh, some folks in the chat, Matthew Roche was commenting in there. It's going to be somewhere between the pro license Actually, he said it was between a cup of coffee and a sword. But I think Alex Powers said it's going to be between a pro license and a P1 for pricing. And you've just commented and said it's not going to be $100 a user. So, I mean, folks, these you, know, you all have done a great job in thinking this stuff well, through. And we have to have some faith 
That's not an easy thing given Microsoft's history, but it is with Power BI's history, in my opinion, it's worth having a little bit of faith. I'd also add, like you said, I mean, if the whole point of this thing is to serve the part of the market that's not being served by a relatively expensive license, it wouldn't make an awful lot of sense to make it so expensive that they couldn't afford it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the thing I I I don't quite understand. I mean, look, as I mentioned in the, uh, if you guys, if anybody caught the Ask the Experts session, like I, I answered this, I said, I would, you know, that's just the policy that they have and how they roll out these announcements is that you would do it a certain time before you go GA. You know, that's yeah. the way, that's the way it is. This isn't us being underhanded. And like that's I why, said, that's why I you're was, not talking about it. Right. right. I mean, look, you know, it, it's not my rule, but at the same time, it's like, look, it's fine. I'm just set aside the price for a second because, again, as I mentioned, I was very emotionally attached to this. Do you really think I would put my name upon it and be out there and be so publicly excited about it and thrilled about it if I was really upset about where they've priced it? Or that That's somehow, a very good point. That, that somehow that I like, man, they really bungled this. It's like, yeah, I want my name out there prominently, like trumpeting this, talking about how hard I worked on it. And, you know, here's the FAQ, like putting my stamp all over this if it was something like people are going to be throwing tomatoes at me about. So what you're saying is you think people will be happy with the price? Yeah, I do. I mean, look, Arun goes and says during, (laughs) I think this is one of the things, and I get it from the perspective of, I don't want to go start using this trial because I think they think we're like, okay, I'm going to start using this trial Mm. and uh, that people are talking about. And then, oh, they're going to whack me over the head with this price at the end of it. And then, you know, I've done all this work in here. So therefore, you know, this is a trick. And again, it's not a trick. I can say the reason we're doing this is, is anyone remember the rollout of premium the first time around? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we learned from that and we said, look, we need to make sure that we have this available in a responsible way so that when we bring it to production, people are going to be happy with the performance. So again, we're already doing testing right now. We're very happy with the results we're seeing. and We're pretty excited that this preview is going to go well. And if it does go well, it's going to be available in market even sooner for for purchase, and you'll be able to you'll know, we'll be able to announce the price, and then everybody will be thrilled. Then we'll have a second moment where we'll, we'll all be excited. But I really, really encourage people to go try this thing because you're going to be able to either through Office or through directly through in the product, just go and say, "Yep, I'm going to opt in and start using it." I mean, it just it, think about how hard it was to get a premium trial before. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. would you not go and use it? Because let's say you're like Microsoft, you know, I, I'm only going to use this for the trial period. I'm never paying you a penny, whatever. Fine. Turn it off when you're done. Like, all you do is flip it back off in the workspace in terms of what you're going to go and uh, turn the thing off. Like, you don't lose, ac- like, the stuff sits there. You can't access it, but it's not like, oh, you've wasted all this time. You know, it's, it's something where it's like, look, this is an opportunity for everyone to experience premium. Everyone. And and not only, you know, and in terms of like all the features, like certain features are going to land in premium, but in general, the reason they're landing there, in fact, I would say it's not just in general. The reason they're landing there is because we probably from a cost perspective can't afford to put it in the pro license. I mean, Mm. one of the things we could have done is just gone and raised the price of pro. So, you know what? We're going to raise the price of pro across the board and put all this Mm. stuff in it there. Right. We could have done that. And the thing is, is that when you're talking about some of these features that are really heavy in terms of compute, like, guess what? There's costs there that are extraordinarily expensive. You know what's very costly? Refreshes. Refreshes. Very costly yeah. in terms of refreshes. So you think about, like, you're getting a bunch of additional refreshes. There's cost there to Microsoft. Now, again, you know, it, it's something that obviously we've 
planned out and scoped for, and this is why we've come to some of the price points we've come to. But you know, we, you know, Microsoft at the end of the day, for better or worse, is a business, and a business's job is to go and make money so it can go and. But we only do that if we provide services and goods at a price point that's reasonable and provides enormous value to everyone. And again, you're talking about like this is also eligible for things like nonprofit pricing. So nonprofits mm. are going to get the same standard discount on this that they would get with Pro. So you're talking about, you know, for these people, it just follows the same model that way. I think it's something like, I'm extraordinarily excited. I know people are frustrated that I can't go and just tell them the price. I, you know, I could like working at Microsoft. It's nice. <laughs> we I like think you're frustrated. Yeah, frustrated. no, no. I, I mean, I, it, but I, I, I would very much love to just, you know, I'm a very open person and sometimes this is to my detriment, but I think that people are going to be very excited. It's an exciting announcement. I mean, it's, it's really it's is something that's, it's, that really changes how we can go think about this. And it's not something where it's like, okay, now we're going to gate everything behind premium. On the contrary, every announcement at, at Ignite, other than this, was about features going into pro. So yeah. I, I don't get where that's coming from either in terms of like, oh, this is it. They're bringing down the hammer. Everything's going to premium. No. Certain things will go to premium, but this is a way where those things that go to premium are end still up accessible. still accessible. I mean, does everything go to E5? No. Right. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good analogy. I mean, everything, I mean, if you, something, if something shows up in Excel. Going to E5 have been rolled back in the lower that's schemes. Right. So, that's right. That I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole. But <laughs> I, it, was a, it was a complimentary uh, statement. Of, yeah, no, I get it. But I want to take it back for one second, Chris. Oh, go ahead. You said something I want to make sure that people hear and understand. If you decide to turn off your premium per user license, yeah. you still are going to have access. Like you're not taking away access to things. The, the paginated report would still be there. It's just not going to function anymore. Right. So right. like this is the same way it is with a print when you flip a, a workspace. You know this today, yeah. yeah. To standard, right? Yes. So this yep. is the same fact. Exact same thing. Yes. So, exact same thing. <laughs> It's worth going off and testing. It's worth going off and trying because you, the thing you can do if you decide to flip back off and you still have these assets sitting out there, you still can delete them if you decide you don't want, like, hey, I created five paginated reports. They're cluttering up the space. I can always go delete them because I turned it off. Yeah, Just of course. Wanted, wanted to point that out. I think there's been a lot of discussion uh, from people out there. And personally, I think it's a, a, a silly thing. But they've gone the other way as well, where they're like, why why don't we have, it's great that we're, we're getting a premium per user license, but what about a viewer license? It's like, people are missing the point. They're trying to prescribe what the, the cost should be. It's like $10 per user per they're, month they're, for pro is the cost of doing business for this stuff. BI has never been an, a the, the cheapest thing in the market mm, space. You're getting... Sure high-end features of things and i keep seeing this discussion it's like get off the horse it's it, that's not a thing so I, and again i think the viewer the viewer thing is is if you look at our you know this is where you can go look at our competitors and look if we had decided to go that route that's fine that was something that microsoft never did and instead they took this incredibly aggressive stance and le has left the price at 9.99 since what 2014 2015 yeah. So, have you paid more for Netflix in that time? Yep. Uh -huh. You made so, more twice, for Hulu. If you paid more for Disney, like all these people, are you paying for Disney Plus? You doing all these things? I you know. Did you get a new phone? Like, I, it's like in that time, the price has not changed. And look at the all the additional stuff in there. Ten ten bucks a month per user. That's the price of a coffee a month. 
I mean, yeah. well, not I, I, coffee, but a visit to the coffee shop, certainly. Yeah, but and then you, but but what it didn't do, and this is something like the whole one of the major reasons premium came along is when you're talking about a named user, and especially in the BI space where people are just casual viewers. Yes, you're going to get this pushback where unlike say so, say something like Office where you blanket in Oregon, everybody has to use PowerPoint or Excel or Word or something like that. Right. And it makes perfect sense. We're talking about something in the BI space. Yes, we heard loud and clear, and this doesn't surprise me. And again, SQL had this model. It's like, fine, you don't want to worry about named users. We'll let you do that. Just buy it per core. Yeah. And this is the whole point is like, look, you still have the option to buy the stuff per core if you don't want to deal with named users. But because we went the route we did, it just feeds into the feedback I would get from business planning and marketing and others who legitimately were concerned about people finding loopholes to try and you know, to try and say, oh, if I could just get this license and then just use pro licenses, I mean, it would disrupt the entire business model we decided to go with. If we decided at the beginning to go with one that had a creator-viewer difference, that would be a different story. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to MarqueeInsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. Other things here in, in Premium Per User that are worth... John, did you have something else? Because I was going to dive into some of the some of the, some of the details on it, but you looked like that's. So I've had more of a squishy question. You go ahead. Oh, please go ahead. <laughs> go for the squishy. A squishy question. Oh, I, I actually wanted to know because Chris is like he's he's the SSRS guy. He's like the paginated report guy. Yes. How did you morph into a licensing guy? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's the thing is it's not a journey I would necessarily recommend upon anyone, but <laughs> I think one of the things, and I will often get myself into trouble because I can't let something go. Really? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm the SSRS guy in the respect that, yes, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about space, but one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it is because I am very driven by a sense of fairness. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's a very large community that deserves to have this product. You know, I tell the story where I was in the field, I never wanted to talk about SSRS. Now I'm seen as like the paginated report guy is kind of ironic, but I'm driven by a sense of fairness. And so in the context of this, I wanted to see my product and all the premium products be available to people at a price point that made sense for these different organizations. And with all the advances in Azure over the last several years, we should be able to cobble together something that can go do that. Well, sure enough, there was a way to do that, but there's a technical way, but then what's the business model that you need right. to have behind that? And so it's, you know, if you want to go get something done, you know, you shouldn't be afraid at Microsoft. And again, Arun is very encouraging awesome. in terms yeah. of, hey, you know, Chris is driving this and, you know, I didn't necessarily want to, but <laughs> this is why, but again, this is where, when I talk about somebody like Hayden, he know he's done stuff like this before. So it's like, oh, okay, Hayden, how do I go and do things like this? He's like, well, here, let me help you with this and let me do this. And so that's why, you know, it just kind of happened. It's like, hey, no, you have to talk about pageant reports when you're talking about premium because guess what? There's a lot of freaking users that use this thing and how do we go and move them from SSRS? How do we move them from competitor products? What do we need to be to be successful here? We need the same kind of funnel that we have with Power BI reports and things. So that's how I kind of backed into it. Now, I would say at this point, I would love to extricate myself 
from it because <laughs> <laughs> because now that we've gotten the preview, we have to get the GA, and I, I am I'm very very swamped. But I I would say that uh, at least for now, yes, I'm still driving this in in parallel with my additional duties for Paginet Reports. And and obviously subscription stuff, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. Th- so that's how I morphed into that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be an interesting yeah. one. <laughs> well, I yeah, I, I think we're we're for folks who haven't had an opportunity to dive into the details. I think we're going to leave that to this awesome FAQ that you uh, you wrote here because we don't need to have you read the FAQ here live on the Thank podcast. You. But I, I do want to ask about this icon. That you came oh up with, you know, that, that has come out because this is, uh, you know, I've always said that the diamond icon was because uh, premium was expensive, and now like we, you have a new icon for this yes. premium per user space. Is there a backstory to it? I'm just curious. Yes, like it, was my, it, was, it was it was my idea. <laughs> it was my idea. And so, the, I mean, ultimately, the design team makes the call, but I'm like, look, it's premium, but you get it on a per user basis. Why don't we just stick a little guy in front of there? They're like, oh, okay, done. So I was like, okay, great. <laughs> That's the backstory on that one. Like, it's not necessarily as well thought out as you might think. but uh, it, it, It's intuitive. Well, that's the thing. Is, so what I do is I go and show it to people in the field that I trust. I'm like, what do you think? They're like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, great, done. Because ultimately, they have to explain it. And it's like, if they, have to, if they can explain it very quickly, then we've hit the mark. But if you had like an emerald or something there, like, what's that going to do? I don't yeah, know. then you were dealing with their people colorblind. Like, no, yeah, no, is, no. I, it just great, it makes perfect great. sense. And so... Well, you know, there's a whole icon gate versus logo uh, thing going on. Uh, yes, I, I, so. I'm aware of this. Apparently, Will Thompson's coming on your show to specifically discuss this now. Like, yes, I, gonna, I think we're going to have, have a whole show dedicated toward the icon. Can, can I call in for like part of that just oh, to give a hard time? That would be that, funny. That would yeah. be awesome. It's, uh, <laughs> he, he is committed to come on to explain to us the difference between an icon and a logo. Oh, yeah. that, that I'm looking forward to because I, I do enjoy my conversations with Will, but I've not been able to dive into details on that one, let me tell you. And, t- and I'm talking. Uh, remember, as the head of Pageant Reports, minutia is our game, baby. In terms of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that, details were your were your thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to having Will back on the show for for that conversation and more, obviously. But uh, with that, I know it is uh, getting close to time to let you go. As you said, you're swamped and you've been very, very kind to share all of this with us. Man, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah. It's always uh, good stuff when you put and, stuff out there. Thank you and, for continuing and, and, to do awesome work. And thanks for this stuff, man. It's the best thing that's happened to the product in, I think, years. Really, oh, really. really. It's, it's been, there's been a lot of great stuff going. There yeah. has been, but this is this is revolutionary in, in terms of accessibility. People are going to see this and be able to use paginated reports in particular. I mean, in yeah. particular, this brings this to an audience that just didn't have access to it before, and now they do. Yeah, and I'm really excited to go talk to people about this. And uh, again, there's a very, very extraordinary team that's been working on this behind the scenes and just trying to piece, like rebuilding a platform on the fly is not easy. And this team has done an extraordinary job. I mean, we're going to hit public preview here in early November. Like that's, but from the time they started, that's extraordinary. Thinking about all the things that have to come together and the, the unique requirements you have with something like Paginator Reports because it is a product that's been around for so many years and the legacy. You can go run code in there. Guess what? 
that means something in the context of Azure where you have to protect people from that because you can yep. run arbitrary code. So yeah. that's something where having those types of things in place to ensure, you know, and Paul Turley, I love Paul Turley. And, you know, I talked to him and he's like, why would you strip out the ability to run code? Who cares at that point? Like that's one of the things that makes RS or pagination reports. And you talk about code, you think of expressions, like just an yeah. expression, that's considered code. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when you're talking about that in the context of Azure, you have to make sure that that is properly isolated for each user. And we've done that in a way where the other day I ran pagination report in an EM2 for the first time. It was fast and it just worked. And nice. it's really great. So yeah, very excited, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. You can tell I'm, you know, I was in a good mood, and then John kind of wrecked me. <laughs> so. You're welcome. Uh, it's typical. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, vacillate I back and forth. Usually, it's John who wrecks my mood. Jason's a little bit better. But, 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 but it, it's we can change only that. fractional, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But now, now when I see, uh, now when I see if anything, anything comes in from your company, Jason, around pageant reports, we're on it right away. Well, so. thank you for that. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, you, you won't. It'll just be Excel stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's right. You are now. Like I, 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 apparently you're not Mr. Excel since that's taken. So you're Doctor Excel. Is that the understanding I have? No, no, no. I'm, Sir Excel. Is it? I mean, oh, Lord, don't shy Lord away Excel. from your, Why would Lord you shy Excel. away from your Excel roots? I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to, 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 to bring Excel into the Power BI world because that's where all of the good stuff happens. But it, it, I love Excel. Excel. Is, I, Excel I, I, I use Excel. Source. But we're, I, we're building I, some cool stuff to get data out of Excel into an Azure SQL database so we can there we go. deal with it and put it into Power BI and. Get the heck out of spread marts and uh yeah. But uh, yes, thank you awesome. for bringing that back up. That was uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, well, See, my friend, like I it said, has been awesome. Thank you so yeah, it's much. Yeah, great. Yep, it has. of course. Alrighty, well, John. Uh, next week, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I think we're going to have to talk about desktop because we certainly aren't yep. going to top this. So no, uh, it's been a good week. <laughs> it has been a good week, and uh, we're at the end of it. So, yeah, thanks again, Chris. It's, it's awesome. Yep, great to see you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal Podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal Podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons.